So I want to welcome you here. This morning is going to be uh, a little bit different kind of worship service. So if you're new with us today or if you've just been coming for a while and this is, might just kind of throw you off, we just ask that you jump on board and just go with it because it's still new for a lot of us too. Uh, and so we invite you to, to hop along uh, for the ride. So here we go. I uh, want to invite you, if you haven't already, turn to that passage in James that we were just at. Open up your Bibles, uh, James chapter Two. James is a, is a great little book, and actually you can read it in about 30 minutes. There's only a few chapters there, and so I want to challenge you and encourage you to do that uh, at some point. Uh, James is a short little book, so don't blink. You might miss it. Um, and so we come across this passage uh, about faith and works, that faith without works is dead. And at first glance, if you have any background in the Lutheran Church at all, which I know that some of you do, is the Lutheran behind Lutheran Church of Hope, you read this verse and you're like, that is about as anti-Lutheran of a verse as I can think of. What in the world are we doing talking about works in a Lutheran church, for pity's sakes? What are we doing? You may know that uh, last week we kicked off this new sermon series called Confirmation for Grown-Ups. Everybody, anybody remember going through Confirmation? You survived. Okay, good. You're still getting through counseling and everything like that. Good. Um, confirmation is not necessarily a positive experience for everyone, but one of the attempts of, of the Martin Luther, which our church is named after, one of his attempts for confirmation is that parents would teach their children the faith, and we do it in some very basic ways and laying out the foundations of our faith, and that's what we're going to do over the next few weeks. And so Luther wrote these core tenets of the faith, these things that we hold to be true. Last week, uh, Ben introduced our series by talking about the Ten Commandments and how because of God's grace, we don't have to earn God's love by being perfect. We don't have to earn God's love by our performance or how many good deeds we do. In fact, one of the verses that Martin Luther kind of ended up basing the entire Protestant Reformation on uh, that took place is they kind of broke away from the Catholic Church and said, no, this is what we're going to be about. Faith alone, grace alone, word alone, Christ alone. These are the things that set us apart and that make us who we are. He based that on this verse from Ephesians 2 verse 8 where it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. It's not from yourselves. It's not about works. It's a gift from God. In other words, our salvation has nothing to do with what we can muster up and do for God. Our salvation has everything to do with what God has already done for us. It's not about what we can accomplish for him. It's all about him. It's all about grace. And you hear us teach that over and over and over again. It's all about grace. It's all about grace. It's all about grace. And now, in the middle of the sermon series, we come to James and we read, So you see, faith itself isn't enough. What? Martin Luther would be rolling over in his grave right now. And then it goes on, unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Wow! That's a pretty strong statement. And that's one of those verses that you come across when you're reading your Bible and like, oh, yeah, that's just kind of for radical Christians and it's for those Christians. It's not really for me. So I'll just go on to Jesus loves me, this I know. Because I don't really want to deal with that. That's a hard passage. Faith, if it doesn't produce fruit, is worthless. It's useless. Now, wait a minute. You're saying, John, you just got saying it wasn't about my good deeds. It's not about my works. So faith isn't enough. Well, as one of my favorite sports announcers like to say, likes to say, not so fast, my friends. Let's take a look at this. Instead, James is letting us in 
on this core truth of our salvation that faith is not some passive statement that we make, but instead it's a journey that we begin, a movement, something that we live out in response to God's love. In other words, faith and works cannot be separated because for James and the other early leaders of the church, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian unless your life had been radically changed, unless you had been transformed by, from the inside out, unless your life looked totally different before it did when you met Jesus. And you are an entirely new person that's living an entirely brand new way. And so that's why James says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. In other words, you just can't tell an apple tree, don't produce apples. You can't tell an orange tree, don't produce oranges. Right? You can't do that. It's impossible in the same way it's impossible to have a true person of faith without fruit coming out of their life. Faith at its very core is a verb. Faith is a verb, not a noun. I like to think about it this way. Maybe this will help you. I like stories. I like illustrations. I'm also getting a tan while I'm preaching today. Um, I like to think about it this way. So suppose one day, one day just out of the blue, I decide to get my wife a huge bouquet of flowers. Oh, yes. What a great idea, right? So I stop by the flower shop after work, and there I go, and I bring them home, and I kind of come sashaying into the house because I'm really smooth, and I'm coming in. Guys, you can take notes. Write this down. Sermon notes. Um, and I come in, and she's there, and she's just slaving away, and she's had a long, hard day, and I come, and I just kind of slide in on one knee with this huge bouquet of flowers, and I go, here you go, honey. I got these for you. And of course she goes, oh, and she blushes and all that stuff and everything. And she says, and, and here's what she says. She probably says, oh, John, you know, you, you didn't have to. Now, what if, what if I responded to that? And just imagine I responded this way. Um, well, actually, uh, yes, I did have to. I felt obligated. Um, you see, it was the right thing to do uh, to be a good husband at this time. You see, I wanted to make sure that I earned your love uh, for me for this week. And so out of my obligation as your husband to offer you love, I have now fulfilled my weekly duty of romance. You must be so pleased. <laughs> By the way, guys, never say that. That's not, not good. Don't write that down. No, that's not what it's all about, right? That's not what she wants me to say. Instead, she wants to hear, and what makes this act of love, this act of obedience real is because I'm doing it because of her love for me and because of my genuine love for her. I don't get her flowers to earn her love. I give her flowers because I am loved. Because I know who I am. Love is a verb. Faith is a verb. Faith without works is like, it's like a car that doesn't drive. It never goes anywhere. It's like a, a light bulb that never turns on. It just doesn't make sense. And so when James says faith without works is dead, he's not heaping on the guilt and the pressure. Well, to be a really good Christian, then you need to do all these things. Instead, James is offering you an invitation to be who God created you to be as a man or woman of God, to be the light of the world. It's who we were created to be as the church, and in our case today, to be a blessing to the city. 
And so at this time, we're going to continue our worship series, not through songs or preaching, but by putting our faith into action. Hebrews, uh, excuse me, Romans 12 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Now listen to this. This is your spiritual act of worship. Worship. He didn't say anything about singing Chris Tomlin songs. He didn't say anything about having coffee and donut holes and having a big screen and a band, right? Somewhere along the line, the word worship has gotten hijacked and, because, and became about just about singing songs on Sunday morning, which we love, but what we've forgotten is that worship is also what happens when you and I leave those doors every single week. I love singing with you. I love worshiping with you in this way. But I also love it when we put hands and feet to these songs. And so today, we're going to continue our worship as an entire church, not in your seats. Because as we know, the church is not a building. The church is... The church is not a building. The church is... People. It's you. I'm looking at the church right now. And so, in fact, last April, we also had a similar style worship service to this, and we just had way too much fun to just do it once. So we're going to do it again. So today, we have some worship leaders. So if our, our uh, extended worship team and our worship leaders could go to your spots with your signs and uh, take a look around at these people, figure out who looks the coolest, and you can go be with them. So today you have the option of continuing your worship in a variety of ways. Not up here listening to me yak about faith and works. Well, we're going to live faith and works. So if you look around, we've got quite a few worship leaders today, and you have the option of jumping into several of these projects. And all we ask is that you divide up evenly among these groups, find a group leader, and they'll tell you, what we're going to do. So you got a variety of options today to continue your worship, and uh, in no particular order, uh, I'm going to highlight a few of them uh, today. First of all, we're going to put care packages together for every single student that goes to school here. So tomorrow morning, they are blessed, and that is Kennedy in the back, care packages for students. We're also going to do some random cleaning around Hubble Elementary School with Matt and Katie over there, and so that when the kids and all the teachers and the, the faculty show up tomorrow morning, they are going to have no idea how clean this school is because a church was here uh, this morning. Uh, we are going to walk the neighborhood. So if you want to go outside and get some fresh air, we are going to pray for our neighborhood. And that is right there with Liz and Dave, right there in the green and the neon, the neon team back there. And uh, so if you want to go around and just pray for the people that surround us, pray for our neighbors, the people that are out walking and running and whoever you might interact with, uh, we're going to go on a prayer walk for them. Uh, random acts of kindness. And it is random because I have no idea what it's going to be. So you can go to Tiffany for the surprise group. I think it's something to do with people driving by. Yes, it is. Okay, so if you want to do random acts of kindness, go with Tiffany. We're also going to put together some care packages for business owners with Norma right over here. So all the businesses that are in a mile radius or so are going to get a care package from us and let us know how much we appreciate them uh, being in our neighborhood. So you can head over to Norma for that. Hey, here's the best one. Trash pickup with Pat. Pat the trash man over there. There he is. We are going to beautify this entire block. So you're going to walk around Hubble and Roosevelt and the surrounding block, and we're just going to leave this place spotless when we leave. Also, three different teams are going to be raking. 
So there we go. One, two, and three. Over there. So go to Kathy in the blue, Brian over there, Ben over there. Uh, yes, in the Hope shirt over there, raking different lawns. We are going to bless some people that live around this. Some of them we know. Some of them you may not know. And you're going to go rake their lawn. And it'll be awesome. Uh, also, we got some more teacher care packages. David McCord, right over there. Every single teacher, um, they love it. We did this last year, and it just blew them away that people actually care about what they're doing. It's teacher care packages. Uh, we're going to clean the students' desks. Val Armstrong, right there. We're going to do some desk cleaning so when the kids come tomorrow, they are not going to know what hit them. Uh, and finally, children with Miss Laura and Miss Andrea over there are going to make some cards for veterans. So if you want to bless veterans in that way and you feel young at heart and you want to be someone in children's ministry that happens to be this tall, you can go and head with Miss Laura and Miss Andrea as well and we'll deliver those to some veterans this next week. Amen? Amen. Okay, so all we ask is that you come back and be back here at 11.10. 11.10. Come back. We're going to pray. We're going to have some more worship. So go and uh, enjoy your worship service today. Find a group.